Hello, David W. Ives here again with the Praise Wind Broadcast. I'm still much in need of the grace of God, but I also need your prayers. I'd like to start out asking God to help to understand His Word together. Let the Holy Spirit open it up to us that we can understand. Thank you, Lord. Starting out with Matthew 16 and 24. Jesus said to his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Let's see here that Jesus is talking to his disciples, people who were already following him, people who had left their businesses, their acquaintances, their friends, They had set their life aside already to follow Jesus. Jesus is only illuminating what is already taking place and also bringing them into an understanding of what it's going to take to be able to continue with the life that he has offered to them. 
You see, Jesus doesn't just ask people to give up their lives, to give up their ambitions, to give up their expectations of this life. Yes, he's asking us to do that. But he's asking us also, he's making available to us a new life in his kingdom, a new life with his power, with his righteousness, with his confidence, and with his abilities. Jesus wants us to deny the old life and yet follow him and pick up the new life. Some people are asking God to do a miracle in their hearts. And you know what? Miracles are available. Other people full of self-will, full of determination. I sincerely believe that so many people who have dedicated themselves to Jesus Christ don't even have any time for Jesus Christ They are so full of their own plans and their own determination. So Jesus makes it clear that we are to deny ourselves and take up his cross, his life, his plan, his ambition, and follow him. The good news is is that there's so much available to us when we do that. You see, you may think that you've lost your commitment. You may think that you've lost your way. God himself is on the scene, and he is very much involved with you. As you have picked up your cross at any time and followed after him, Jesus is still available to work with you and to empower you to pick that cross back up and follow him. There is an enemy. His name is Satan, and Satan wants to discourage He wants to disillusion, he wants to depress, and he wants to deny us our access to God. But as we pick up our cross and we follow Jesus, that's our part. God's part is that he will supply that power that we need. Turn with me now to 2 Corinthians 6 and 1, and hear what Paul says We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. Paul is acknowledging that we are workers, okay, but we are workers together with him, with Jesus, and that we are to receive the grace of God and to hold it. You see, Jesus wants us to go forward with integrity and with commitment and with dedication, but he also wants us to have that intimacy with him. He is in this with us. We are not in this alone. Sometimes I feel alone, but then I have to snap out of it and realize that I have brothers and sisters all over this planet. There are plenty of disciples, and there are plenty of people believing in Jesus Christ So I snap out of it and tell myself there's no sense in being discouraged because even if I'm discouraged today, there are plenty of people around who are encouraged and I just need to open up to their encouragement. I'm not in this alone. I have you and I have so many people who believe to draw on. But I also have Jesus Christ to draw on. You see, he's in this with us. 
He has not forgotten us. He not only has called you to pick up your cross and to follow him, he's made available that life. We are workers together with him. Together, we work with Jesus. 1 Corinthians 3 and 9 takes this further, saying, We are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. Now let's get something clear here. We very much belong to God. We are not our own possessions. My life is not my own possession. My life belongs to God. I am God's building. I am God's husbandry. In other words, I'm God's field. I'm God's orchard. The fruit that comes out of my life belongs to God. And we need to remember that in order to pick up your cross and follow Jesus, you don't own yourself. You belong to God already. It's a light thing for us to lay down our opinions, our ambitions, and follow Jesus. We already belong to God. We are laborers together with God. In other words, God is not somewhere far away. Jesus is still very close to us. He is still available, just as available as he was to those 12 disciples. And let's face it, daily they heard from him. Daily they saw him. Daily they were inspired. Their time of separation was short, and he always returned. And then when he went away, he said, I'm going to send a comforter to you. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will make our relationship every bit real as it has been when I've been walking with you. You see, Jesus and you and me work together. We pick up our cross and we follow him. What is it going to profit us? If we turn away from Jesus and grow cold to that intimacy with him, are we going to gain the whole world? Well, we might gain a big slice of it, but at what cost? I don't know about you, but there have been times that I have lost sight of the goodness of God, and I had to return to him, get plugged in again, get plugged into God's people, and get plugged in again to Jesus to the word of God, and to the fellowship of the brothers. Listen, I hope that you're encouraged today. I hope that Jesus makes it clear to you that he's with you. And that if you will pick up your cross and follow him, that he will encourage you and help you every step of the way. God bless you today, and may God keep us and encourage us.